Hi, this is Liz Lyon from Plant Chicago. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago Smart Talk. The Mike Novak Show starts in 3, 2, 1. the very model of a modern master gardener with knowledge at my fingertips provided by my partner. I surf the NCS who cites my list and categorical for answers to your questions, both specific and rhetorical. I'm very well acquainted too with vagaries botanical. I know my propagation both by layers and mechanical. About the maintenance of lawns I'm known with quite a wide renown. I even know when laying sod it's best to put the brown side down. He even knows when laying sod it's best to put the brown side down. He even knows when laying sod I'm very good at Latin names and how to sort and classify, and when in doubt I simply add an um or an ERDI. In short, in horticulturedness, I need no further smart owner to be the very model of a modern master gardener. In short, in horticulturedness, he needs no further smart owner to be the From a cul-de-sac somewhere in Evanston, Illinois, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. 20 years and counting as Chicago's go-to deep green gardening and environment program. Heard every Sunday morning on Chicago's Smart Talk. Good planets are hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. True currents and thriving seas. Wind blowing through breathing trees. Strong ozone and safe sunshine. Well, good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the main. Your questions, comments, and participation are always welcome at 847 475 1590. On Facebook and Instagram at The Mike Novak Show and at Mike Now on Twitter. And here they are. She's lean and he's green. Peggy Malecki and Mike Nova. And good morning. Get your shovels out. Get your uh, brooms out. Get your ice clearing devices out. That's right. If you're going to be driving today, make sure you've got the fluid in the car. I mean, the washer fluid. And of course, you know. (laughs) Wait a minute. What? Could be coffee. Well, that's want that in the car. Uh, that's a given. That is a given. You got to have coffee in the car. Uh, and uh, you know what, though, it's it's interesting because we've uh, had so few real events, snow events in Chicago. Watching the weather guys and gals get all all worked up. About, oh, uh, we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna have uh, I don't know uh, maybe two and a half inches of snow here. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Everybody get really, really. Oh, uh, get ready. Okay. Don't, don't have a heart attack. Stock Shovel your refrigerators. Like yeah. Make sure you got batteries. Yeah. Just like it was that yesterday. Uh, it's it's this is when you got when you have a winter when there's very little snow and then you get two inches and the worst of the local media comes out. It's the very very worst, folks. So just calm down. It's a little <laughs> bit of snow. You know what? It's not even a work day. It's Sunday. And and all you got to do, you don't even have to go out right this second and and shovel it. You can wait for some of the rest of it to come you down. You can wait for eleven o'clock to go out and shovel. You can eleven p.m. That's 
No, I meant after the show's over. Oh, well, yeah. You don't want to go shopping. No, but if you're like me, you're, you know, there'll be a bunch of things that happen during the day. I understand there's a hockey game or something going on this afternoon. Um, (laughs) uh, Because it's it's in Minnesota, right? So it's a hockey game. So there's a big, big, big hockey game today that um, a couple of people will be watching. And um, uh, I, I might check it out later or I don't know. Watch the History Channel or something. Yeah. We'll see what's going on. Watch, uh, watch cat videos on uh, Facebook. We're, you know, I look around me and we don't have an Ellie sighting. And Ellie did us a real favor today. She didn't show up, which is great for a couple of reasons. One is um, she said she's coming down with something. And if she gets anywhere near me, I mean, I'm terrified. I'm, I, I live in mortal fear right now of getting that <laughs> flu. I just live in mortal fear of it. Um, and the reason is um, I have not had my flu shot yet. I know. I know. I'm a bad person. I know. It's really dumb. What? I know. Shake your finger at me. (laughs) You should. You should because uh, I I just need to. Mike, I just got mine two weeks ago. (laughs) Oh, good. I'm glad somebody else. Yeah, you started to panic too, right? Oh, I wiped everything down in the hotel room and they were making fun of me on Facebook for doing that about getting rid of all the germs. And I said, I do not want this stuff. (laughs) I, I don't blame you. I, you know, I keep hearing about this and I read another post yesterday and it's the worst thing to come along. Since uh, can come up with something since unsliced bread. All right. That's just it's just the worst <laughs> thing. Uh, so uh, and and for those of you who are not going to get flu shots, you're idiots. OK, I'm just going to say it, plain and simple. You're idiots and you anti-vaxxers, you're idiots and, and get sick. And I don't care. Uh, me, I'm going to go get a flu shot. And uh, because you knock it back and, and you actually build up immunity. And this is science, folks. This is how science works. All right. So. Uh, just, just, just saying it, just laying it out there. All right. Oh, listen, we got one minute left. Wow. It just goes fast. This first segment, but look at the folks we have in the studio. That woman you heard speaking is Kylie Baumley, who's, uh, an author and a blogger and an educator. And she wrote a book that she was here to talk about last week, uh, about monarchs last year. Uh, that's right. That's right. Not last week. Yeah. The Monarch Saving Our Most Loved Butterfly. And and she's still promoting the same book. So how lame is that? Okay. Time for a new book. Hasn't even, hasn't even come out with a new book yet. Yeah, but it's in the second printing. Uh, so she's here. And our the Seed Keeper Gals are, are here. A Carol. And Carrie, and uh, we're going to be talking seeds, we're going to be talking monarchs, we're going to be talking anything you want at all, and you're welcome to be part of the show at 877-711-5611. Lots going on, it's going to be fun. The Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? Well, that's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural professional hair products available to make sure you get great color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their salon products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins typically found in hair color perms and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots also offers a complete menu of safe straightening treatments, including the non-toxic Magic Sleek and Cezanne keratin smoothing products that let you shampoo the same day. They even repurpose hair clippings, recycle product containers, and use LED lighting. Now that's green. Walk into 21st Century Hair Care for women and men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at OrganicRootsEcoSalon.com or call 847-423-2653. Health and beauty, you no longer have to sacrifice one for the other. 
It might be winter, but you can still visit farmer's markets hosted by many different Chicagoland houses of worship on select Saturdays and Sundays from now through April. Your purchase of local, sustainably produced food helps support regional farmers. The markets are organized by Faith in Place, a nonprofit which inspires people of diverse faiths to care for the earth through education, connection, and advocacy. For a market schedule and to learn more, go to faithinplace.org. Celebrate local, sustainable, humane, and fair food at the 2018 Good Food Expo. Connect with local farmers and producers, learn from renowned local chefs, shop the Good Food Marketplace, and eat delicious food in the Good Food Court. Entry is free with online registration. Don't miss the Good Food Masterclass on Fermented Foods with author Michael Harlan Turkel. Good Food happens Saturday, March 24th at the UIC Forum in Chicago. The Mike Novak Show will cover it live on Facebook. Visit goodfoodexpo.org. And of course, we got to play songs about sunshine as it's snowing out. <laughs> I know, oh my goodness, there's going to be two, maybe three inches of snow out there today. Everybody, run for the hills. Run, move out of Chicago. Okay, sorry. I'm just doing my local weather. Thing. Hey, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki and a studio full of guests. And we started to introduce them uh, before we broke there, and and now they're back and they're still here, which is great. Yay! And and one of the coolest things now with Carrie and uh, Carol, uh, the seed keeper gals, they live nearby, so who cares? I mean. You know, <laughs> But, but, but I haven't seen them in a while, well, well, so I care. That's true. Well, But I'm speaking in terms of the show. No, actually, we do care. We care deeply and profoundly. But they don't have to travel far. But here's Kylie, who could have gone home yesterday. She did a presentation at the Perennial Plant Association Symposium at the, uh, the Morton Arboretum. And you could have gone home yesterday, but you stuck around to be on the show live in studio. You you even dragged Roman here to be part of this, and, and he's taking photos. He's standing in he's the corner. He's such a good guy. He's, he's, he he's sort of ducking out of sight. If he if you see him sneaking around here uh, in the Facebook cameras, that's that's him. That's Roman. Uh, but Kylie, thank you. And and apparently, and I. This is just I don't even know what to say about it. I'm I'm on your bucket list. This is just <laughs> uh, No, I I've already been on your show once. So it's yeah, not but... just you. It's that I really really wanted to be uh, in the studio. In the studio. Yes. Sure. And here you are. What do you I think? I know. It's great. We, we love it. We we need we need more decorations. We need some pictures, don't we? We need uh we need a, a woman's touch, as they say, in the studio. You know what you yeah. should do? You should take pictures of your guests and have them autograph their pictures. Like, you you know, when you go wow. to these places and have yeah. those, like, like Harry Carey's. Just like the palm, yeah. yeah. Why not? That like would the be... Loveless Cafe in, in of Nashville. Of course, all the other shows would tear those photos <laughs> yeah. down. but uh, Or maybe all the other shows do, too. And then we just put it. There the problem go. is that then it changes the, uh, the audio in the room, um, the ambiance yeah. or the ambiance. Uh, as as we uh, as we say in the biz, so welcome. And uh, where where in Ohio exactly are you situated? I always say Northwest Ohio because nobody turn ever... the microphone ju- around just a little bit. I, I always I always say um, Northwest Ohio because nobody has ever heard of Haviland. It's population one eighty, so you know nobody knows where that you, is. You actually... Although although they do make um, nursery pots. 
for uh, the uh, nursery industry. Do they really? Yeah. If you look on the bottom of your pot yeah. and you see HPP, wow, yeah. it came from my hometown. Holy smoke. And you still, wait, yeah. this is your hometown and you still live in your hometown? I, I live three miles from where I grew up. I oh. never thought that would happen, oh. <laughs> but there I am. By now, you thought you'd be in Paris, right? I, it's not not there, not where I am, but you know, it's a great place. It really is great place to raise kids, and you know, it's the middle of farm country. Mm-hmm. It's about thirty miles straight east of Fort Wayne, Indiana, just over the line in Ohio, and where you get that booming station out of uh, Fort Wayne. Fort, yeah. Fort Wayne, yeah. Whoa, whoa, eleven ninety. Whoa, whoa. But I have to give a shout out to the FM station too, ninety-seven point three WMEE. Is that out of, where's that out of? Fort Wayne. Okay. So uh, all you folks listening uh, who uh, have friends who work at those stations, give me a call and we're going to get our radio show on there. Okay. Because that's, that's, I guess that's going to be the 2018 uh, deal here for Mm -hmm. uh, Peggy and me. Just where every single guest that comes on from somewhere else, I'm going to say, get us on your local radio station. Because that's, we're working on it. We got the syndication outfit right in the back, Gab Radio Network. We're already on Gab Radio Network. Um, It's time to to go national. So uh, let your folks know, and uh, we'll set it up, and uh, by the end of the year, we'll be on. I know people who know people, so. Do you really? Excellent. All You're right. not leaving until you tell us who they are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lock the door. Uh, Roman's like edging for the door now. Uh, Andy, you're in the crosshairs. <laughs> so uh, Kylie uh, from, have, have a what? Haviland. Haviland. Like the China Haviland, China? Uh, you've heard of that? You, no, that's bouncing right off my forehead. Uh, okay. uh, you're, you're talking okay. to the wrong guy. Peggy probably understands what you're talking about. Do China? You? The, okay. Haviland, oh, maybe... China, that you eat off of. No. <laughs> All right, good. Okay. Thank you, Peggy. I, I appreciate it. Google that. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. And uh, I have fiesta wear. Uh, so do I. <laughs> and as I mentioned before, uh, uh, you're the author of The Monarch Saving Our Most Loved Butterfly, um, and apparently it's doing very well. It came out last year, and now you're you're going into the second printing. Well, you yeah, get a, you seven get a, months later. How about that? Wow. That's great. It went into Good for second you. Printing. So they, yeah. they printed 20 the first time, and now they're going to print exactly. another 20. Exactly. All right, that's great. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, that's fabulous. That's wonderful. And you talked yesterday uh, at the Perennial Plant Association. We'll get into that in a second, but let me do a proper introduction for the other gals here in the studio. Um, and, uh, they are, uh, Carol niece. Now do I, do I pronounce it? Is it niece? Niece. Niece. Okay. Uh, I just want to make sure, cause I've been saying that all these years and I thought if, she, if she's never corrected me, I am the most embarrassed <laughs> guy on the planet. Right? Oh, I would have. Oh, okay, good. I'm, I'm glad you would. Good. You should. I want people to do that. I, I do whole interviews and then we're off the show and we're saying goodbye in the lobby and somebody will say, uh, that's not actually the way you pronounce my name. I'm like, yeah, why didn't you tell me this an hour ago? But uh, that's that's the way these things go. Uh, and, of course, Carrie Rosenthal. And I'm going to ask, as you guys speak, just, you know, lean into the mic a little okay. bit. Okay. And, yes, I know where Haviland, Ohio is. You do. Why? Most of you we do. We do. We've oh, been, been there. We've been there. Okay. been there. We've had a jammy party at my we house. Have. Wow, we should have had one here too. Why not? You know, it's snowing outside. We could have had hot co- cocoa and stuff, and maybe some Baileys. But uh, other than that, <laughs> uh, but see a redo. Uh, Carol and Carrie are the co-owners of the Seed Keeper Company. They how long has you has the company been in existence now? Since two thousand nine. Yeah. So what is that? Eight It'll years. be nine years. Nine. Come oh, nine. May. Yes. Come wow. May. Ooh, it's yeah. Twenty eighteen. 
Yes. Yeah, I know. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so you get to celebrate your paper anniversary next year. That's right. Yes, that's right. Um, and uh, some one of you just say, "What is the Seed Keeper Company?" The give us the elevator speech here. Okay. You, you got thirty seconds. The uh, the Seed Keeper Company was started by Carol and I when we tried to find a way to store our garden seeds, packets of garden seeds, and we developed a. Thing called the seed I Keeper am going Deluxe. to need you to lean Oh, out. the Seed Keeper Deluxe, yeah. which yeah. is uh, a seed pack file that has A to Z filing plus January through December and uh, tools to help you be a better seed starter. And that's how the company started. Basically, get organized, folks, okay? Mm-hmm. Seeds because, last a long time. Because mm-hmm. we know you're not. <laughs> and they, they, it's, it's almost as if they looked at my... My my box of seeds and and the the open things and the and they're falling out every place and some of the envelopes are marked and some of them aren't and they said this is what we need yeah. Mike needs us so we're going to start this company you will be a better seed starter exactly <laughs> uh, but you do more than that I mean you you grow stuff yourself you encourage people to grow you've got the the uh, the the seed keeper project which is now in its which year eighth year. Yes. Eighth year. Eighth oh, so year, you yeah. started right after the company, mm-hmm. and and you encourage schools uh, by getting them seed keeper kits and and other things, and encouraging them to grow seeds and plant them in the school gardens. So what the seed keeper project is is for five weeks, and we're into this will be our second week uh, starting Monday. We put up 10 states in alphabetical order on Mondays, mm-hmm. and you on our Facebook page. So like us on the Seed Keeper Company Facebook page, and you can participate. <laughs> and uh, we want you to participate. We'll put up 10 schools, 10 states in alphabetical order. And then throughout the week, uh, by Friday midnight, we ask everyone to nominate a school in one of those states. And then Friday midnight, we tally up who the winners are, and then we announce them, as we have been doing this weekend, who the winners are. So this last week was Alabama through Florida. And so we have wonderful schools. Do you do it all alphabetically? One. The states are put up alphabetically. Mm-hmm. So uh, the contest runs alphabetically yes, as well. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So this coming Monday, we'll put up the next uh, state. That's tomorrow. Yes. Starting uh, with, I believe, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Well, including out. Illinois, including yes. Illinois. Yes, it's a get big on it, week folks. for Illinois. Get get your nominations in on mm. our Facebook. So the idea is that, you know, a school you think they would benefit from this. You want to help them out. You you, you put their name in there and then you guys do a drawing mm-hmm. and one lucky school in each, from state. each state in each state. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets a seed keeper kit and all kinds of stuff. Well, they and get, we, yes, we truly believe in the power of school gardens. It's a really, really important aspect of our uh, of our the fabric of education. And uh, we want every school to have a garden. Yes. Why? Because it does. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you want me to really say why? No, no, Be no, here no. tomorrow. No, no. I know. I know. We, we, that would go on for a while. So here's what I'm, I'm going to suggest, folks. Do that right now. Go to the Seed Keeper Company on Facebook and enter the name of a school. Um, and and you know, uh, you you your school might win. How cool is that? Yeah. Uh, and then you announce it. Uh, We'll announce them over the weekend. So the new states will post tomorrow. So wait for tomorrow, and you'll watch our feed. Oh, so you'll they can't see... they can't cheat today. Not today. You can't. There's no. But the, so the, the first, winners are up. Today. The winners from the first week are up. Now you take a breather. You do radio, and then you start tomorrow. 
That's and it. and you and, okay, so you can start and starting tomorrow. You can do that. Nine a.m. Central time. We post the news. Nine a.m. Central. It's and all they, based on Central, not, e- not Eastern, Kylie. We're just letting you know. Gotcha. Okay, it's, it's it. all Central. And they get not only a <laughs> we're a Central centric world here. <laughs> they not only get one of our home farmer seed organizer kits and a certificate for their rec- recognizing their school gardens that they can frame. But we have seeds that are donated from Mike the Gardener, mm-hmm. from his Seeds of the Month Not Club. Not me, some other guy. A different Mike the Gardener. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, his name is Mike Podlesny. And we also have Maria Zampini and Pam Bennett's book. They've uh, graciously donated Gardenpedia, the book. Uh, so they will be sending that out to all the schools. And Corona Tools has donated a, a, a little uh, book and a, a shovel. And as well, we have a new sponsor this year, Grow Scripts, and they're supplying a concentrated slow-release fertilizer for each school. So we're really excited to have these sponsors. That's fabulous. All right. Well, I'm so glad that you guys are doing that. So glad you're here. Now we have all the introductions out of the way. That's all the time we have. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Cue Uh, the music. uh, Exactly. No, wait. Uh, No, call us. Cue Alan. 877-711-5611. 877-711-5611. We're going to talk. They're going to just stay here for the whole show. This is the way it's going to work. And by the way, very excited. Uh, Rick DeMaio is not here. That's not why I'm excited. Uh, our meteorologist who's normally here who would tell us that, oh, my goodness, there's two and a half inches of snow out there. Uh, no, he's not going to do that. We're going to have Pat Sketch, uh, our, our friend who has not been on the show in, in several years and very excited because uh, – He's a buddy of the show, and he sends me stuff all the time. He's a retired cooperative weather observer with the National Weather Service and currently a climate research contributor with the College of DuPage Meteorology Department. So uh, Pat's a great guy, and uh, very excited to have him do our forecast today for us. And give us some stats on our winter, our what I have called a very boring winter so mm-hmm. far. Just Yeah, you guys are agreeing. Is, isn't it been just sort of bleh? Low precipitation. Low yeah. precipitation. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that we've got the snow coming down, and you guys will agree with this, I'm sure. And I think this is going to hit Ohio, too, isn't it? Usually what you have, we get either half to a day later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you can have a. Are you going home today? Yes, after I, lunch. Have a nice drive. I know. <laughs> We've been watching that. I know, and I'm so sorry that, that, that to be on the bucket list or to, to fulfill your bucket. It. it is uh, worth okay. it, Mike. <laughs> right. Roman and Kylie, drive carefully, okay? <laughs> uh, but they're headed home after we do uh, some lunch afterwards. So, uh, what I'm going to say is uh, they're here for the whole show. We're going to talk about a lot of different stuff. We're going to start with monarchs in a second. Um, but you're welcome to call us at 877-711-5611. We know there's a lot of folks listening and some friends might actually buzz in and that would be really fun. Uh, if you, uh, can't remember the number, it's on our Facebook page. It's on my website, mikenovak.net, M-I-K-E-N-O-W-A-K.net, um, 877-711-5611. And you'll say, well, why should I call in right now? Cause I don't. You haven't talked about anything yet. Well, that's true. We haven't. Uh, but we will. And uh, we, w- we will get into uh, the heart of it uh, in a second. And we want you to be part of the conversation because uh, I want to talk monarchs. Uh, and I don't know if you saw my blog post, but it's basically uh, it's round two pessimists versus optimists uh, okay i knew it i, I knew you it would be. i didn't have to read the blog post i knew it would be it's that like, way <laughs> and guess who the pessimist is and guess who the optimist is oh. 
but I think I'm outnumbered, though. I think there's like four pe- uh, optimists in the room and only one pessimist. So, five. Five? Oh. oh, I'm not oh. so sure. <laughs> I'm not so sure. All right. Well, we will we will find out because uh, there's lots actually lots going on in the world of monarchs and uh, the world in general, the environmental world and the world of seeds because this is also Super So Sunday. I don't think it's such a big deal anymore. It used to be a much bigger right. deal. It's yeah. sort of not so much anymore, but we'll we'll talk about that too. So hang on. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Now, there are many ways you can fill your yard and home with new plants. As we're talking about on today's show, you can grow them from seed. You can purchase plants at the garden center. You can steal them from your neighbor. But in the latest issue of Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, Nina Koziel, and you folks know her because she spoke yesterday. She's watching us. Uh, she writes about how to propagate them from cuttings. Mm-hmm. Whether it's coleus or jade plant or sweet potato vine or geranium, you can save money just by creating new plants or just steal cuttings from your neighbor. Uh, then there's my column. There's a theme in this spot. I don't know if you know. <laughs> then there's my column on the inside back page. If you snip off a section and put it in water, you'll be able to watch the ink run. How cool is that? Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, a publication of state-by-state gardening magazines. Go to chicagolandgardening.com. If you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South, try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to statebystategardening.com or call 888-265-3600, 888-265-3600. And even as I speak, I see a phone call pouring in here. Ah, see? Caught you there, Johnny. Uh, and uh, more will be coming in at 877-711-5611. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. A lot of guests here. We hope you're part of the show. Stick around. When even the Pope starts offering advice about how to mitigate climate change, you know that something is up. Pope Francis says that in order to heal the earth, we need scientific clarity, ethical guidance, spiritual engagement, and direct action. Are you ready to be engaged? No, the Pope isn't coming to town, but the McHenry County College Great Lakes Bioneer Speaker Series is. A couple of Loyola University Chicago professors will speak on the path of hope integral ecology for home and hemisphere on february 13th join dr michael j shuck from the department of theology and dr nancy tuckman from the institute of sustainability as they explore the next steps in slowing the runaway train called climate change all events are free and at 7 p.m in the looped conference center 8900 u.s highway 14 in crystal lake illinois Call 815-479-7765 or mchenry.edu slash green. It's a new year, and Chicagoans are still looking for new and better ways to get healthier. This is Peggy, and I publish Natural Awakenings, Chicago's greenest and healthiest local magazine. And if you want to reach our area's growing wellness and sustainability market, you need to get your business in front of our 80,000 engaged monthly readers. Call me today at 847-858-3697 to learn more. 847-858-3697. And check us out at nachicago.com. A good day's gardening can sometimes be a bad day for your muscles and joints. Dr. Bonnie Flaster is a chiropractor who uses gentle, non-force adjustments to relieve pain. With 29 years of experience, she relies on a variety of treatments, including low-level laser, acupuncture, and gentle chiropractic. 
Visit her at River North Wellness Center and find health tips at rivernorthwellness.com. Call Dr. Bonnie Flaster at 312-642-7545 and get back to feeling good. And I'm betting that nobody in the studio knows the name of the song or who did it. Anybody? You got any of this? It's, it's a Not off the top. Uh, the name of the song is Keep On Growing. Okay, you got to love that. Oh, there you go. Um, and it's a classic band, the, uh, the Derek and the Dominoes. Oh, so, Derek, Derek Clapton. Derek. The Derek yeah, and the yeah. Clapton. It so. does sound like... Derek Doesn't and the it? Dominoes, yes. No, yeah, it's got a real Derek and the Dominoes okay. feel. But, but <laughs> yeah. you know, it's one of those songs that you you, you go and you oh, yeah, I've heard this song. Mm-hmm. But you don't know the name of it. So, uh, but it, it, apropos of today, keep on growing. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki in the studio. We have Carol Neese and Carrie Rosenthal from the Seed Keeper Company and Kylie Bomley, who's uh, written a book uh, that's in its second printing, The Monarch Saving Our Most Loved Butterfly. Uh, we will be back to that in a second. Look at this. We have a phone call pouring in. Let us go to the phone lines. Uh, caller on line three. Hello, caller on line three. Good morning. Hello there. Hi. Good morning. Hi, Carol. Hi, Hi. Carol. Carol. I can't say it. Carol. Carrie. Kylie. Hello. Hi. Hi, Hi Rhonda. <laughs> Yeah, you know what's this, going it, on. What it, do you want to talk about? Uh, well, that, we're going to get to that in a second. <laughs> Who is this? I'm Rhonda Fleming Hayes. Um, I'm a freelance garden writer. I'm the author of Pollinator Friendly Gardening. Were you? Yes, you weren't yesterday in Chicago, were you? No, I'm not in Chicago. I'm actually down in Savannah, Georgia. I live in Minneapolis, but I hide out from winter for several months, and so I'm down south. I'm jealous of anybody has a second home. Okay, I just <laughs> well, I, I don't have I don't have a second home, but I I, I, I you know managed to stay away for a while. <laughs> uh, good for you. Uh, and uh, you know, it's funny you talk about uh, pollinator friendly gardening. That's exactly kind of what you guys were talking about at the Morton Arboretum yesterday. Wasn't All day it? long. Yeah, yeah, because great the Perennial Plant Association. So what what have you got to add to that conversation, Rhonda? <laughs> Well, I actually haven't. I haven't heard what you guys are talking about because I didn't have the show on. So, what, what no. what's the topic right now? Is well, it pollinators all day long? Well, you know, it's going to be pollinators. Uh, it's going to be monarchs. It's going to be starting seeds because it's Super So Sunday. Um, it's well, uh, Carol, Carol and Carrie told me that it was all about seed starting. Do you want? Do you want one of my my best advice tips for yes, seed yes, yes, that, definitely lay it on. Um, Okay, well, I always think that uh, it's really important that, you know, I think people get really excited in the spring and they want to get out there, but it's really important to know uh, all about uh, soil temperatures and how that affects Mm -hmm. uh, seeds when they germinate. So you you need to Google those charts for what temperature, for what type of seed. It's different for peas or beans or tomatoes, you know, cold season or warm season. So I always tell people don't plant those seeds too soon because they'll rot in the, the cold soil. The, the air temperature might be warm, but the soil temperature is the key. And it's got to be, you know, after it gets to 55 degrees and on to 60, on up to 70 degrees before you can start your seeds. Maybe you guys have already talked about this already with your No, no, party. no. We spent we spent a half hour just doing introductions, okay? <laughs> that's uh, that's oh. a, okay. Uh, but that's... 
that's a really, really good jumping off point because here, here we, we have a problem here. We have a, a little dichotomy. We, we want folks to not be frightened by the idea of start, starting uh, something from seed and growing seeds. And so what we, what we do in the business is we say, hey, it's easy. You get some mm-hmm. soil, you get a seed, you put a seed in, you water it, you, you watch it come up, and wow, isn't that easy and fun? And, and often it is that easy and fun. Here's the problem. Different seeds require different conditions to germinate. Some like light, some don't want light, some want warmth, some want cold. Uh, it, and, and you really need to know what you're working with. Um, some are huge and you can pick them up in your hand and put them, some are like, like grains of, of salt or pepper and they're really hard to manage and you have to figure out how not to overplant them. It goes on and on and on. And if you start with that, you're going to scare off everybody who wants to grow seeds. So what we have to do as garden communicators is kind of split the difference is say, no, 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 it really is. It really is easy. However, you really should sort of pay attention to the kind of seed you're growing and make sure it has the optimum conditions to germinate properly and grow Absolutely. well. Mm-hmm. And uh, would you agree with that, Rhonda? Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. And and also, as a master gardener, I always want to see people have successful gardening experiences. And I think seed starting is someplace where a lot of, you know, we set up people for failure if we don't give them the right advice. Uh, especially when you see things like those seed starting kits, those kind of like, oh, this is an herb garden kit or this is a pollinator kit, and they don't really tell you the finer points. You know, they they can't tell you the, the, the nuances of what you need to know to actually be successful at starting these seeds. And I feel like after people have a couple of failures, they just kind of give up and they say, oh, I don't have a green thumb, but it's it's nothing like that. It's just following a few simple, you know, basic things that you need to know about, about seed germination. You know, and I'm, and I'm kind of sad that I didn't think about this because uh, Peggy brought in a bunch of magazines and, and, and info about starting seeds. I got a book, I want to say, 20 years ago uh, from Mayo Underwood when she ran Underwood Gardens here in the Chicago area. It was this little thin book about seed starting. It's, I think it's called Seed Starting. Um, and it's a little tiny book and it has everything you need to know, including a lot of different lists of seeds and what their conditions are for germination, proper germination. And I, and I've got, I still got this thing at home and, uh, I wonder if it's even out there, Peggy, we should try to track that down, um, and see if we can uh, find it. If I would recognize the the woman's name who wrote it, I don't have it off the top. from Underwood? Yeah, I'm, you know, but they're they don't exist right. anymore. They sold uh, to another. Uh, who's the company that bought up Underwood Gardens? Now I can't remember that either. We'll have to do some research. Somebody will uh, let us know. Um, but uh, that book, uh, if you can get a ha- your hands on it, and we'll see if you can. Uh, but there are wonderful uh, t- terror seeds. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, right. All right. Yeah, they uh, they uh, took over for Underwood. And I wonder if they still sell it. It's possible they, they still sell the book. I don't know. Anyway, uh, what uh, seed starting books would the would you recommend, Rhonda? And then I'll go around the room here and see if anybody's uh, got any others. Um, I will tell you that um, about, oh, it's been over 20 years since I really uh, went big on seed starting when I first started my kitchen gardening. 
Um, and there was a book that I uh, I kind of geeked out on. It's called I think it's called the Seed Starting Handbook, and it's I think the uh, this has been a long time ago since I've looked at the actual book, but for a long time it was my Bible. I think the author uh, Mike Bubel B U B E L. It has a purple cover, um, just um, a, just a ton of great advice. And I started out using that book, and I did you know I started out and I just because I wanted to really know what I was doing, I, I did everything by this book. After a while, I developed my own shortcuts. But I think if you're willing to spend the time reading it, and if you can find it, I'm sorry, I can see the cover, but I can't see that's, the guy's name. That's by but, what? Um, Michael? A real, do you know what I'm talking about? What book I'm talking about? No, I don't. Anybody? Harry the... Carroll? No. I what what did you think the author's that. name was? I think it's I think it's B-U-B-E-L is the last name. I think it's Mike. Bubel, B-U-B-E-L. You're thinking Michael anyway, Bublé is... He, 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 yeah, he yeah, sings like, Christmas songs. Me, it yeah. reminds me of Michael Bublé. Maybe I'm... <laughs> the, the, the crooning seed. The, the Seed Starters much. Handbook by Nancy Bubel. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Michael Bublé. But there is a Mike <laughs> in the title. Anyway. <laughs> and Mike, Mike, Mike Bubel is the photographer for the book. Oh, okay. See? Anyway, I think that is a fabulous book, and like I said, if you can just put in the time reading it, it will save you so many, um, you know, failures or, or, you know, mistakes that you can make seed starting. And then once you learn that technique and all those things, uh, then you can kind of maybe develop your own shortcuts or, or, you know, adapt it for your needs. But it really was the basis of of a lot of, of my gardening back in the day. Okay. What about folks in the room? I think the seed pack is critical. The seed, the seed pack. Mm-hmm. You know, some seed mm-hmm. packs are less than others. Oh, you mean the, and the, the, the actual, actual seed yeah, pack when yeah. you buy it. When yeah. you buy it. Some seed packs don't have a lot of information and some have. And that's part of the problem. They're not consistent. No. Yeah. They're no. not at all. We, I mean, we're big fans of ones that have more information than less because right. yeah. they can teach you a lot, not not just about how to start the seed. And we think kind of when you embrace the whole seed and its history and all of that, it's really important. And Carol and I have a motto. It is, if at first you don't succeed, seed, seed again. And we're here to tell you that you can fail and win still. Yes. We start about a 1,000 plants between us. And we developed our seed keeper because we wanted to take that that ambivalence about starting seeds away because it's a it's a way to grow your own food. You should know how to do that. Yeah. And it's not that it's, hard. It's not. And it's it's not. freaking <laughs> exciting every year. I get money about it. Why? I mean, that little green comes and I'm like, hey. I know you do. You, I do. Think you do. Always. All right. Wow. Uh, two Kylie, minutes. Kylie, I, you got one? Well, I, I wanted to echo what Carrie and Carol said, the seed packet. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, if you – let's say you – Happen to you buy. know, somebody, if somebody writes a book called The Seed Packet, it's going to sell a million copies. <laughs> right, right. We're on it. <laughs> Let's all get on it. Well, well, what I'm saying is if you, um, if you do happen to buy a seed pa- uh, seeds and the packet doesn't give you that information, you can go online and go to, you know, another site, seed company, one that is, I think, responsible by mm-hmm. putting that information on the seed packets and... Mm-hmm. Often they will have the instructions yeah. right there online. If if I can put in a plug from uh, a prior Natural Awakenings, Lisa Hilgenberg did a great piece last year, and I'll I'll post the link on how to read the seed packet. Oh, oh yeah, right. it's a wealth of information. It, it is. is. That's uh, all great advice. So, uh, well, listen, Rhonda, thank you so much for calling. What's your uh, Twitter handle? 
Um, oh my gosh, at Rhonda Fleming Hayes. At okay. Uh, at Rhonda. The Garden. My my blog and uh, one of my other handles is the Garden Buzz. Buzz is in pollination, so okay. the Garden Buzz. The Garden Buzz. At Rhonda Fleming Hayes. Okay, cool. Rhonda Fleming Hayes, thank you so much for Thanks calling for having in. Me. You got to listen to uh, the rest of the uh, show now, so that you can yell at the radio and uh, say, "No, they didn't get that right." <laughs> go watch us on Facebook. We're live. <laughs> Thanks, Rhonda. Okay. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there we go. We had uh, a call from uh, Super Something Sunday. Super Hockey. So Seed Sunday. (laughs) So Seeds. Super So Sunday. Super So Sunday. That's what it is. Uh, All right. That's, uh, we still haven't even got to the the topic. Well, we did. We got to the seed starting, (laughs) which is good. We got, how about butterflies when we come back? We'll do that. The Monarch Butterfly. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We'll be right back. The Chicago Flower and Garden Show returns to Navy Pier this March with more energy than ever thanks to a new five-day schedule. So pay attention. This year's theme is Flower Tales. Every garden has a story to tell. And as usual, there's fabulous display gardens built by the industry's top professionals, daily celebrity chef demonstrations, container potting parties, and ongoing STEM studio cut flower arranging classes. The Kids Activity Garden is back along with the show's all-new Get Growing educational series. And did we mention presentations led by nationally renowned experts like Mike Novak and Peggy Malecki? Yes, we'll be there twice. Our presentation, What's Important and How to Find It, is on Friday, March 16th at 1.30. And on Sunday, March 18th, we're broadcasting live from the show. And this year's Chicago and Flower Garden Show is all happening in five days, from Wednesday, March 14th through Sunday, March 18th. So get your tickets now at chicagoflower.com, and we'll see you there. Stay in touch with The Mike Novak Show. Find us on Facebook at The Mike Novak Show. Use the Twitter handle at MikeNow. Send us a photo on Instagram at The Mike Novak Show or write to us, mike at mikenovak.net. Speaking of the website, podcasts and blog posts are available every week at mikenovak.net. And while you're there, sign up for those posts and our newsletter on the homepage. And please, support the sponsors who support us. Look for logos and specials at mikenovak.net. I'm meteorologist Rick DeMaio. Bringing a lot of social science into climate change is really important. People who teach climate change now, you have to really get into how it's affecting people, how it's affecting the ability for people to cope, how it's affecting the ability of people to adapt or to mitigate. Stick around for some more insight into weather and climate and how it might be affecting you, your lives, and your garden. On WCGO 1590, Chicago's Smart Talk. This is one that nobody's going to get because it doesn't matter. Anyway, it's called Bean Time. It's just like, you know, somebody names a song. They do a you know guitar riff, and they call let's call it Bean Time. I don't know why it's called Bean Time. No idea why. Maybe he had go. a pot of bean soup cooking it's, in the background. It's possible. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki in the studio, Kylie Baumley, Carol Neese, and Carrie Rosenthal taking your calls at 877-711-5611. I notice on uh, uh, our Facebook uh, feed uh, Giovanna Chapman is listening from Baltimore, right? If I'm not mistaken. Hey, uh, call in, Giovanna. Uh, Brianne Heath uh, did a post uh, about a seed book she likes. She says, I really like the Gardener's A to Z Guide for Growing Organic Food by Tanya Denkla. It's not just about starting seeds, but it 
has a really great explanation of short day factor and yet one more thing that you need to think about, uh, as well as seed starting depth and germination temp. And it's all that's – again, people go, well, how deep do I put it? I don't know. Uh, and it does make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why the, what you tell folks is the first seed you want to plant is like a squash seed. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you, can, you, you can see it. You can eat it if you want it. You know, I don't know. But it's, it's, you just put that puppy in the ground, shove it in a little bit, water it, and then walk away. And that's, that's where you start with something that easy. All right. Let's get to perennials a little bit, that which, which will take us into monarchs. We were talking uh, during the Facebook break. Uh, I guess that's what we call it now, the Facebook break, because if you're on Facebook, you can hear us during the commercial break. Um, we were talking about uh, milkweed, and uh, uh, somebody was, uh, oh, Peggy, you've got milkweed in the car, mm-hmm. seeds, but I walked out of my house yesterday, day before, uh, and there was a milkweed bomb, which is a pod, in my front parkway that was caught. Hmm. on um, uh, what was left over from a plant from the previous season. And it had opened up, and it was starting to spread milkweed seeds. Wow. And so I helped it. Did you help? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we oh, love yeah. that. Oh, it. yeah. I just went, oh, okay. We're, we're spreading these babies out here now. And then it snows, which is perfect. Mm. Get those seeds out and then snow. Yes, Kylie. I was just going to say that during the Facebook break, that um, – you have all those seeds, and you wanted to know if anybody wanted any. And I got, a, I had a thought that we are driving mm-hmm. all the four hours east, and I can just have my window open, and I can just toss those <laughs> <Yep>. babies off. <laughs> because now is the perfect time to plant milkweed seeds. Really? Rather than spring, mm-hmm. yes, you'll have better germination rate of the milkweed seeds now than you would in the spring because they need cold, moist stratification, yes. which the winter provides naturally. So if you've got mulch covered, do you put that under the mulch? Or? Well, and some people say this isn't true, but um, you will get better germination if they have light. Um, mm-hmm. Milkweed seeds need light to germinate. You can you can cover them lightly, and I always recommend that you over-sow because birds... You know, they they do they will eat them or or rodents or whatever they will come sure. along and eat the seeds. So, um, you know, milkweed seeds they do they do need that that stratification. So, uh, and that takes a little time. Yeah, you know? it does. Yeah, the the freezing and thawing you can do it artificially in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. You know, why would you do that when you well <laughs> because if you buy them in the spring and yeah. you want to plant them in the spring. Uh-huh. And if you just put them out there on your own, you're going to get some germination, but mm-hmm. you're not going to get a good rate. So because they need that cold yeah. moist stratification. So what you can do then is get a damp paper towel, put them the seeds inside that in a plastic bag and put them in your refrigerator, not the freezer, but your refrigerator for four to six weeks at least. Uh, longer the better, you know, a yeah. couple months is, is good. But uh, and, and that way it, it helps to loosen that seed coat. Uh huh. Okay. And so that you get a better germination. Well, we're right? we're at our household. We're we're big fans of uh, seeds on paper towels, uh, <laughs> uh, or or something like that. I mean, we don't we don't even buy paper towels. So it's like if, if we're going to do it, we have to find paper towels someplace because we're, we're we don't like wasting that. Just we just think paper towels are are huge waste. Yes. I have a question. Okay, um, go ahead, you, Carol. Can you start them ahead? Uh, you need indoors? to speak speak in the mic. Can you start them ahead indoors? Yes, you can. And that would be the way to do that mm-hmm. is to do the paper towel thing and then you know, check them because okay. you'll see they sprouted and then you can go ahead and plant them, you know, inside 
How well do they transplant? To the outdoors. Milkweed does not transplant really well. And, and so, so you don't want to grow it too long indoors. Okay. I, I right, say. right. It's Although, well, you know, you buy them in, in, in nurseries. Well, yeah. yeah you do. I, I mean, they will. But, but, but you don't buy common milkweed in nurseries. They don't really sell not it. usually. No, I don't no. think yeah. I've yeah. ever seen no. common milkweed. Uh, 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 you can get plugs at some of the native plant sales. Right. Asclepius syriaca. Which right. is which you do not find. Well, you got to wow. throw well, out. Well, because a, it's a, it. well, <laughs> big words, big words. Well, because it's so easily found. You yeah. know, you can just walk along the ditch bank and find. You know, at the right time of year, but, find a seed. But bed. there are some people who who can't. Right. And and right. they want that. And I think it's interesting that nurseries. It's almost. Okay, it's all okay. Here's here some nurseries won't sell common milkweed. It's kind of listening to rock radio uh, station. Okay, I'll give an example. WXRT, they will never play Billy Joel ever. It's like the, <laughs> Billy Joel is banned from XRT. I don't know why. I mean, they'll play uh, CCR, and I love C, you know, but they won't play Billy Joel. Uh, so you've got uh, a nursery, uh, a garden center that will sell uh, a swamp. Milkweed, or they'll sell butterfly weed, Asclepius tuberosa. Ooh. Uh, but, but they won't sell common milkweed, and I don't understand that. I, well, part of the thing is that it's, it can be aggressive. And so, can, so can Monarda. I mean, not, they're, they're, not like common milkweed because common milkweed spreads by underground rhizomes. So you can have so common milkweed Monarda. come up. Like over there, <laughs> I, I know that. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, a lot of people don't want no, that, if no. they, especially uh, if they have a small garden. Mm -hmm. What? So. Well, I know, but okay. What about uh, sumac? Like the tigerized sumac? Maybe they don't plant that either. Well, that pops up. That <laughs> pops up. Uh, you know, Twenty, thirty yards away. It so, does. All, all, you get sumac in your yard. It's going to pop up everywhere. <laughs> you just have to know your plant. You know, if you if you want to, and they're but they're, I, 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 Kylie, I just have to say that's a lame excuse for not selling. Milkweed, especially mm -hmm. in the age of the monarch decline. Oh, I, I agree yes, with that. Yes, I Carrie. Do. I just want to say that I'm one of those outliers. I test the bounds of seed, you know, and I <laughs> have started them and transplanted them. And I use like a tiny cold frame, which is actually the leftover rotisserie chicken roaster. And I use peat pots and I put them and I put them outside so they can... Um, Stratify. Stratify, yes, and then I transplant them, and I did. But you're, I had, but you're starting. You're, you have them in the peat pots, and you can actually right. put those right in the ground. Yeah, e so exactly. That, so, so you're you're yeah. saving the root system, exactly, and, and you're protecting. That's the way it. to do it. But and I did that with bee balm Monarda actually as well. And you just use that little cold mm -hmm. frame, and I stick it out on my back porch, and I brush the snow off, and look at it every once in a while, and it does great. Yeah, well, cool. All right. Well. Uh, well, we do have to go. change the way we think about some plants. Uh, and, yeah, and milkweed is foremost it's in that. It's yeah. like, and, and, and it's got a terrible name. All right? Yeah, it's it's called milkweed. Ew. Okay. So, you know, in the past I have considered changing it to uh, monarch flower. And I'm sure other people have done the same thing uh, or something like that. Uh, but we're stuck with it, milkweed. and it. But that's going to become less and less a problem. As new generations come in and realize that milkweed is a very important plant for keeping monarchs. It's a wildflower. Going. It's a native mm -hmm. wildflower. Yeah. We need to look yeah. at it but, that way. But, but I think in the past, because we were an agrarian society, farmers called it milkweed, yeah. and they all they could think of is how to get rid of it. 
Uh, and we've we've done a really good job of that because of Roundup and, and, and GMO <laughs> yeah. crops, that's how we've gotten rid of all that milkweed, and that's not a good thing. And no. that's what we're going to talk about in the second hour of the show. Uh, and again, your phone calls are welcome at 877-711-5611. The Monarch count is coming up. We're going to find out. We just had a count uh, for the Western Monarch in California. The numbers are not good. We will mm-hmm. talk about that. The count for Mexico is coming up. What are the numbers going to be? We don't know because there was some weird stuff that happened in the fall in North America in terms of the weather last year. Spring, too. Yeah, in spring? (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to talk about this. Kylie Baumley knows. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Stick around. Captain's log, stardate 42326.1. The Enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form. Mr. Wolf, status report. They appear to be perambulating vegetables. We are being stalked by stalks of asparagus. That is incorrect, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, be more specific. Asparagus officinalis, or killer asparagus, was the subject of a very popular 21st century tome by the brilliant author Mike Novak. Mike Novak. I'm familiar with his work. Of course. Attack of the Killer Asparagus is required reading at Starfleet Academy. Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry, and Gwynok of Ninglador. Captain, shields are failing. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, options. Captain, it seems to be available online at aroundtheblockpress.com. What do they have to say? Hmm. It appears that Mike Novak is a slapstick every gardener, taking all our self-delusions, mishaps, and confusions, and playing them for big laughs. That's not very helpful, Mr. Data. No, it is, however, highly accurate. Welcome to the second hour of the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Call us with your questions and comments at 847 475 1590. Here they are again, Peggy Malecki and Mike Nova. All I need is good food to eat and make me healthy, wealthy, wide awake. Lettuce, tomatoes, root, and bacon. What about those sweet potatoes? All I need is good food to eat. All I need is good food to eat. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. And uh, in the studio today, we're very happy to have... A bunch of guests. <laughs> and music out. Thank you. And Kylie Baumley, Carol Neese, and Carrie Rosenthal are here. We've been answering a lot of questions. We're back live on Facebook. It'll be up eventually. Uh, and we've been, uh, a lot of folks uh, liking us and watching us on Facebook. Uh, I see Lamanda Joy gave us a like. Tom Collins, you used to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, love your drink, Tom. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I see Audrey Fisher, our friend, uh, had a co- she had a comment about the flu, and she says, "I heard if you sleep eight hours a night for seven days in a row before you take the flu shot, it is fifty percent more effective." Well, how do you sleep eight hours a night for seven days in a row? That just yeah, no, no. No. I say. <laughs> <laughs> Who I, does that? I say, yeah, really. just sleep straight through for for, <laughs> for for seven days. So 56 hours straight of sleep and you'll be good to go and then take the flu shot. Uh, and, uh, and she says, do we need to worry about organic sh- seeds? Um, uh, and I think she means, do we need to worry that organic, in quotes, air quotes, uh, are compromised seeds in any way that's one question is it too late to plant bulbs in outdoor flower boxes 
can you plant bulbs in outdoor flower boxes? Do they have to be a minimum depth? I tried once, but none came up. Only a huge, happy sunflower smack in the middle. (laughs) That surely was dropped by a bird. Uh, The bird must have felt sorry for me and wanted to help. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, Audrey. Thank you. We just got Audrey's uh, uh, life history of gardening there. Uh, Here's the thing I would say about bulbs, because we were talking during the break about that, and and Kylie says she's got some in her garage. Uh, I've got some bulbs that haven't been planted. Uh, They're garlic bulbs. I'm sure they're desiccated by now because they were sitting out on the porch. Sorry, Peggy, Uh, because Peggy gave them to me. I don't have any place to plant garlic right now. I don't have enough sun for for garlic in my backyard. I've been planting in my neighbor's yard, but then she's redoing the house, my dead neighbor's yard, and her (laughs) – yeah, wow. it's a long story. It's a long story. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, but in terms of bulbs, here's the deal. If you got bulbs, you meant to put them in in the fall, and they're still sitting there, and you're thinking, oh, can I plant them now? Uh, why don't I just wait for the spring? I'm saying, no, don't wait for the spring. Get them in some soil. If it's indoor, get them in some soil and water them. If it's outdoors, if you can dig, Throw them in the ground and just leave them till the spring. Now, they're probably not going to bloom, but there's at least a chance that they will survive. And then you have them the next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's If you leave them indoors at this point and just wait and wait, you're going to end up with desiccated bulbs and they're dead and they're done. My feeling is at least give them a fighting chance. That's and and people do this and we understand that this is the way gardening is. Sometimes you you the best laid plans go awry and you have these bulbs left over and it's happened to me. The latest I've ever planted bulbs and I remember this was I don't know a couple of decades ago maybe. Maybe a decade ago. Uh, January 15th. I remember January 15th and it was one of those really warm January days 50 55 and the ground was not frozen. I went, "Okay, they're going mm-hmm. in the ground right now. And about half of them bloomed. Oh, uh, it, yeah. Well, they'd been out. They'd been chilled. The cold. They'd been out in the cold. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to get them in the ground. And, they, and it, apparently there was enough time for the roots to form and get some of them to bloom. So if I, as a master gardener, I cannot say this is the way to do it because I will be drummed out of the core. <laughs> uh, but And you're not going to see any books that tell you to do this. But it the works. Book, but, but it works. And the books don't cover this. They never they never tell you. They only say the perfect way to do it. But no gardener is perfect. And there's always these these issues where they don't get it done right. And then they don't know what to do. And nobody ever answers those questions. And so there's a book right there. Mm-hmm. Answers for really dumb gardening questions. <laughs> or, or how to fix dumb gardening yep. mistakes. Maybe that's it. How to fix dumb gardening mistakes, and that's my the talk. gardening oops handbook. The gardening oops handbook, and and that is my talk for the Chicago Flower and Garden Show 2019. Right there, Mike, oh, write that down. Idea. Mike, yes, you need to write the book. Yes, uh, that would be fun. You should. Uh, I could do that. For instance, I, you know what? What else would go in there is chopping down your juniper in your backyard and using it as a Christmas tree. Can you do it? I did it last year. And There's asked, photographic evidence uh, for it. Now, here's the deal with that. I had talked to a lot of experts, and they said, I don't know. I don't, never had. And then I did it, and then I found out that people in the South have been doing this forever. So, you know, this is what you find out, too, is that once you do it, people go, oh, I don't know. My grandma used to do that every year. Go, okay, okay. But, uh, okay, and to finish it, because before we break and then come back and talk about monarchs, uh, the bulbs, uh, can you plant them in containers? Yes. 
It's harder, though. It's trickier because uh, you you do need enough soil. You got to get them deep enough. Uh, you know, a, a tulip is supposed to be six inches down. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever gets it down to six inches. Nobody does that. Okay, they're lazy. We're all lazy. Okay, I guess maybe some people do, but many people don't, and they still come up. Um, but in what, what would be your quickly in twenty seconds your advice about containers? Well, when you're talking about the depth, I mean, the general rule is that it is you plant it two times the the diameter of the bulb. That's you know. That's just the general rule. But it can be done in containers. you got to right. make sure the container doesn't get flooded over the winter, that it, it may not frozen solid because you, you don't want the, the bulb to, you know, it's mm-hmm. stuff like that. All right, we got more. The Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki coming right back. When you visit the Art Institute of Chicago and you're drawn in by the Dutch Masters, are you looking at their clothing or their dinner plates? Dr. Jim Nienhus from the University of Wisconsin-Madison says that veggies have actually changed over 500 short years, and he'll tell you about it at the McHenry County College Great Lakes Bioneer Speaker Series. On February 27th, Nienhus will do two presentations. At noon, he'll speak on Renaissance art and vegetables, and at 6 p.m., the talk is about women farming cooperatives in Central America, where he's worked in rural areas of Guatemala, Nicaragua, Honduras, and Costa Rica. Mike's interviewed Dr. Neen Hoosen describes him as living at the intersection of science and entertainment. All events are free and at 7 p.m. in the Luke Conference Center, 8900 U.S. Highway 14 in Crystal Lake, Illinois. Call 815-479-7765 or visit mchenry.edu slash green. That's 815-479-7765 or visit mchenry.edu slash green. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? Well, that's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural professional hair products available to make sure you get great color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their salon products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins typically found in hair color, perms, and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots also offers a complete menu of safe straightening treatments, including the non-toxic Magic Sleek and Cezanne keratin smoothing products that let you shampoo the same day. They even repurpose hair clippings, recycle product containers, and use LED lighting. Now that's green. Walk into 21st Century Hair Care for women and men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at organicrootsecosalon.com or call 847-423-2653. Health and beauty. You no longer have to sacrifice one for the other. What is this, anyhow? This is your talk. This is America, Jack. On 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. We almost had a false start there. <laughs> I think we did have a false start. I don't know what happened. All right, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki and a bunch of my gardening friends here, and we're just having a great old time talking about this and that. And we keep saying that we're going to get to uh, the uh, the the monarchs. We may never get to that conversation, but we will. We we, will. we actually will. And 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 one of the things we were talking about cuttings and uh, and growing plants and buying plants. Uh, during the break, and Kylie, you were making an argument about starting small or something like that. 
I'm sorry. I've lost the thread already. Oh, we were talking, uh, Carrie and I were talking about how she starts milkweed and she starts them in the peak pots. Is that what you're talking about? No, on the house plants. Of starting, oh, house starting plants. Starting oh, with okay. smaller Small. house plants and yeah, experimenting. Yeah, like Carrie, Carrie was saying, you know, they adapt better when they're smaller yeah. and to their environment. Yeah. So. And yeah. and don't be afraid to try to propagate something. I mean, we talked about right. There's that article that Nina Koziel d- did in Chicagoland Gardening Magazine that I mm-hmm. talked about earlier. Uh, and I've got one, the an epiphyllium. I guess that's the way you pronounce it and spell it. Queen of the night. Um, and uh, I got it from... Um, uh, Kathleen's family. We were in Oklahoma, and 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 she gave it to me. She just said, "Okay, grab a couple of these branches, threw them in a mm-hmm. in a in a plastic bag, uh, a Ziploc bag, and it sat on the back porch for I don't know three four weeks." And I went, mm, "Oh, maybe I should plant this." Okay, and I and it's, and, <laughs> good and, idea. And, and so then I I pulled it out and jammed it in some soil, put a little water in it, and left it on the back porch. And went, "Okay." Let's see what happens. And it started growing. And and then I brought it in the house uh, in the in the summer, and I've got it under the our our happy leaf LED grow lights. And it's <laughs> sending these shoots out. And I'm like, yeah. plants they're happy to grow. They want to grow for you. I it, have yeah. house plants I've literally had for more than thirty years, wow. and they're still mm-hmm. growing. Wow. They're just happy. Oh, I, I you've have named them right. <laughs> I have uh, uh, a plant of. Uh, um, a cheflura, uh that is the original plant from my theater company in 1980. Okay, so I still have that uh, around too. So there you go. It's uh, it's not that hard to keep them alive. You, you water them and make sure you don't just make sure you don't overwater them. That is yeah, the key. Yeah, right. that is. You were going to say something there, Kyle. Uh, yeah, uh, when you were talking about how old your plants were, when we got married, the florist for mm-hmm. our wedding, and this was in 1975. Um, gave us a philodendron on a, a piece of bark, you know. Yeah. So I had that for I don't know how long. Then I transferred it to a pot. And when our daughters were getting married, I took cuttings off of that and, oh, nice. and gave them part of that wedding plant for a shower wow. gift. Oh, great idea. You know, that's nice. Yeah. If the problem is if, if one of your relatives, like your dad or your mom, gives you a plant and you kill it, and then you feel really awful, okay? <laughs> well, that... okay, I have to, I have to confess. Um, after I did that, yeah. it was probably a year later, mine died. Theirs uh, are still going, though, so I may have get to get cutting cuttings back. from them. Yeah. And <laughs> in my backyard, I'm pretty sure I have Menarda that my grandmother grew in Detroit. Hmm. Um 50, 60 years ago that has, has you know, I brought to Chicago and I've moved it with me. And and who knows if exactly what I've got. But yeah, I right. suspect that there are, some of that plant that's growing there has survived all these years. Wow. So well, nothing I, else I have a might pot of chives like that, too. It's mm-hmm. the same chives have been following me yeah. <laughs> in a pot for 30 years, and I just keep splitting them. So. All right, let's go to we the have... phones. Uh, we have a phone call, and uh, I, I've forgotten already. Who Dan. Is? Dan. Okay, Dan, good morning. You're on the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Hi, Mike. Dan Costa. Hey, Dan Costa. Good morning. Oh my he gets a ding. Uh, Dan, okay, stand by to be chastised. Stand by to be chastised because uh, Dan Costa. Yes, you are. He, oh, uh, you Come on, Dan. Tells, uh, uh, Asclepius syriaca, the common milkweed. Uh-oh, you guys we have do? Gores. You do? Yay. Good for yes, you. All right, see, I was There's wrong. At least 100 pots sitting out there for waiting for spring. Wow. How long have you been selling it? 
uh, all of last year. So that was your and first we had year? Some the year before in four and a half inch. Okay, so it's just sort of, you just started doing that, right? Uh, about three years ago. Okay. Well, that's good to know. See, this is good. This is a, a trend. And uh, again, Dan works for Vern Goer's Greenhouse in Hinsdale, Chicago suburb. And uh, you guys have been doing great. And uh, Dan is, uh, he's, he's, He's the conscience of the Mike Novak show, so he's the science conscience. He's <laughs> great once in a while. Yeah. Uh, well, good. I'm so glad to hear that. And I'll bet there are there are. Uh, do you know of any other uh, garden centers? I not. I you know you don't need to give uh, props to your competition, but I'm kind of curious. Do you know of anybody else who's selling it? Mm, no, I really don't. But then, as I tell customers when they ask me that, I really don't get out to a lot of garden centers. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, uh, hey, you've got to be happy. Uh, now, Dan is also a member of the uh, Prairie State Bonsai Society. He's also my bonsai expert. And and one of the first thing he'll tell you, it's not bonsai. That's what you say when you jump out of an airplane, okay? It's, exactly. It's, it's bonsai. And uh, so you, uh, does the snow make you happy when it uh, when it starts to snow? Oh, yeah, it's extra insulation on the trees. Yeah, which are all in his if backyard. Uh, yeah. There's been times when it's been going going to go way below zero, and I've actually gone in the backyard then shoveled snow and just buried the trees in snow mm. because it's good insulation. Yeah. So just like a lot of other plants, uh, bonsai really like the snow. I'm telling you, snow is snow is a miracle. Snow is magic. Snow is white mulch. White, white, white mulch. mulch. Yes. A lot of our trees, like the Colorado spruce and the ponderosa pine, Douglas fir, they all come from the mountains. They're used to it. They need to have lots of snow. That's what they evolved with. Yeah. So, really good point. All right. Well, I'm so glad you guys are selling common milkweed. The so goat. Am I. Go to Vern Goers. Uh, we need to get the word out. Everybody who's listening here, go to your garden center and say, how come you're not selling common milkweed? Uh, Vern Goers does. How come you're not? <laughs> yeah, we started it from seed because we couldn't get any. See, there you go. You're proving my point, Dan. That's the thing. You're proving my point. Uh, more garden centers need to be selling common milkweed because, yes. uh, and I don't care how aggressive it is i don't really care well here's another point with that and i just talked about this yesterday when i gave my talk that they know that 90 percent of the monarchs that arrive in mexico were reared on common milkweed how did they know that they can test their wings they can actually, really yeah hmm. they, they yeah they analyze the uh the wings and right and it, and it a lot of it they can even tell where they come from so wow all right. I know. We, it's amazing. We need to get science. into science. 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 All right. Quick, quick. So, uh, Dan, uh, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure uh, to hear from you. And uh, no, no problem. Uh, thanks. I'm glad you're listening. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Dan. Okay, Mike. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. And, and, and speaking of science. Uh, you know, <laughs> I haven't played that in a while. You know what? The one I've been meaning to play and we've had for... Uh, a long time, and I just can't seem to get around to it. Is it well? This one is one. Alan, 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 Al, Alan. But that's not really the one I wanted to play. The one, the one I want to play is if if you. Oh, where is it? Is it? It was here. Oh, now it's not here. Mm-hmm. What? Wait, here it is. This should be it. Yeah. 
Okay, if if you misbehave on my show, you get this. Shut up, Wesley. Okay. There you <laughs> <laughs> just just to let you know. Yes? I just want to do a shout-out. You know, a lot of uh, local garden clubs have plant sales in the spring, and I have bought mm-hmm. um, uh, milkweed plants at mm-hmm. the Point. Rolling Meadows Garden Club plant sale. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what their plans are this year, but Conserve Lake County's annual native well, sales. The, the, a lot of and the, the, Nick Fuller has them. Right. Nick Fuller from uh, Natural Communities Native Plants. A lot of the native plant people have them. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the commercial mm-hmm. garden centers Absolutely. tend. You're not going to find common milkweed okay, at the Home Depot. It ain't going to happen, folks. Mm-hmm. And this is just another reason I tell you not to buy your plants at the Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to get what you want. Uh, and you're not going to get or it'll be southern milkweed. And maybe. I'm telling you, if you want independent garden centers to continue to exist, shop there. You're not going to, you know, you go, they, people go to these box stores and they, they're they going to save a nickel and it's going to put the, uh, the, the local businesses out of business. That's not good. So if you want local garden centers, independent garden centers to go the way of independent bookstores, keep shopping at the big box stores for your plants. Um, and, and even in online, I'm saying buy some plant, go walk in. You don't have to get everything online. Well, and the thing about the independent garden centers is that's where the really cool stuff is. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not going to find, you know, yeah. if, you, if you, your your gardening experience is going to be really, really, really limited if that's mm-hmm. the only place you shop is at the big box store. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a whole big world of, of really cool plants out there. And the education is at the garden centers. Right. The people who have the knowledge to help you, they're at the garden centers. Uh, you get that. Uh, and that's the other thing you don't get at a box store. You no. get no information. You get nothing. And you don't know how the plant's been treated either. Right. Um, it might have been watered. It might not have been watered. It might have insect problems. It might not. There might be disease problems. You know, these. if you do it at an independent garden center, they they can't afford that. They'll go out of business. That's their livelihood. Mm-hmm. Um, a garden center, a box store rather, uh, a box store just, eh, we'll get another shipment of plants in here, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so if you're going to go shop at a, a big box store for plants, I'm going to tell you. Shut up, Wesley. All right. That's, <laughs> this is what, what I'm going to do. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk mo- monarchs. Are you okay, Kylie? I'm fine. Okay. okay. Uh, She's wondering why this was on her bucket list. <laughs> no. It's all good. It's all good. That's why. That's why. For science. It was for the science. Um, so, uh, monarchs. All right. Optimist versus pessimist. Uh, Kylie wrote this book because she wants to save the monarch butterfly. I want to save the monarch butterfly. I think this is a good thing, okay? Oh, yeah, let's give the name of the book. Peggy, you've got it. It is The Monarch, Saving Our Most Loved Butterfly, and I'm waving it at the camera. By St. Lynn's <laughs> Press, and so your your St. Lynn's uh, publicity person is going, yay! <laughs> okay, there we go. Oh, we got another cock pouring in there. Well, I, that. On, that, on that note, um, the book that Carrie and Carol uh, we were talking about before by Maria Zampini mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Pam Bennett, Let's give them a, a ding. It is also published by, by St. Lynn's Yes, Press. I noticed that. Oh, my goodness. Really good folks. So, so uh, yep. St. Lynn's, if you're listening, you really need to advertise on our radio program. There you go. All right. Um, so we uh, we had a very a weird – okay, if, if you look at the monarch in general, just a quick overview. In the last 20 years, the numbers have gone way, way down. If, if As I wrote on my blog last night, if this were your uh, financial – 
record, you would fire your broker immediately. If you, if, if you looked <laughs> right. at the chart of where monarchs are and how it's gone down over the last 20 years, populations have gone from over a billion to a, like, what is it, in in the tens of millions. Um, well, with the Western monarch especially, it's down Well, to, that's what part yeah. I was going to get to. I'm talking about the, the, the Eastern, general, that's the yeah. Eastern monarch, okay? Uh, but there's 80% also- 80% since the 1990s of a drop. Right. There's been an 80% drop. Uh, there's also something now. That's the eastern monarch. These are the, all the monarchs east of the Rockies, and they go out, up into the plains and to the east coast. They go up as far as Nova Scotia and 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 Alberta, Canada. It's crazy. They go so far. It's where the milkweed grows. They yeah, go as wherever. far north as the milkweed grows. Right, and um, then they come back. Uh, who is that? Okay, we'll get to Andy in a second. Hang on, Andy. Uh, so we've got uh, these monarchs, and, the, and they've gone down 80%. That's Eastern monarchs. Then and, I, and you're being generous by saying 80%. <laughs> well, it's, here's, it's, but part of the problem is we don't know if this is part of the natural cycle because we've only been monitoring this for about 25 years, all right? Uh, if we'd been doing this for 200, 300 years, we might go, oh, yeah, every 20 years the population goes up to a billion and every 20 years mm-hmm. it comes down to uh, 33 million or whatever. We just don't know. But I think we have to assume that the monarch is in decline because we look at what humans tend to do to species and we make them go extinct basically is what we do. And there's a very good reason for this one. I mean you can – there's a direct correlation between the destruction of their habitat We've got destruction of the habitat. We've got destruction of their their food source. That's what I mean when I say oh, okay. that. Well, yeah. But, but, but yeah, okay. So it's milkweed has. I mean, it's been. We've done a really good job of getting rid of it. <laughs> there's 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 uh, also destruction of of their overwintering area, uh, which is a different thing from the destruction of their milkweed. Uh, um, and uh, we've also got climate change. Droughts, if a drought makes it, there was a drought several years ago that made it really tough on the monarchs. Right. But when you take into consideration the things that humans have done, had we not done some of these Mm -hmm. things, they would be able to withstand and and evolve, actually, you know, with all of this. It's just that we're doing things that are really hastening their demise. If you if you want to believe that, you know, they're going to ebb and flow. Uh, like that. So um, you take away the human factor, and I don't know that you would be seeing that decline. Yeah. No, I, I, I see you're, you're, you're speaking my language now. You're being the pessimist here because I'm the guy who says humans are causing this. All right. But we can change. We can. See, that's where you're wrong. Okay. This is where I, this is. <laughs> oh, don't tell me I'm wrong. So is, you're, you're in for it now. This is, this is where, <laughs> this is where we diverge because I, I look at human beings and I, and I see their inability to think into the future and witness climate change and witness carbon in our atmosphere and that sort of thing. We don't seem to learn our lessons. We cannot, we cannot move this the the ship the tight we can't turn the Titanic around we're having a really hard time doing that so there are going to be casualties I suspect the monarch is going to go functionally extinct in our lifetimes well uh, the thing is um, it's it's not really the monarch itself that is in danger of extinction 
Uh, it's the migration, the, the eastern migration that we're having, because the monarchs are not, they're not going away because they have a, other populations throughout the world. Yeah, but, but we're the migration specifically is talking about the North American right. population. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. All right. We're going to continue this conversation. The Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. <laughs> Stick around for that. We'll get to you, Andy. Hang on. Did you know that enough plastic is thrown away each year to circle the earth four times? In a Green Diva Minute, you'll learn more and be on your way to living a deeper shade of green. Plastic doesn't biodegrade, at least not in 500 to 1,000 years. Between the islands of plastic, the size of countries floating around in the oceans, and the negative effects of it on wildlife and humans, we need to find ways to reduce and reuse plastic. So say no to plastic bags. Remember to bring your reusable ones when you shop. Recycle whatever plastic you can. Too much recyclable plastic ends up in the landfills. Extend the life of plastic items by finding clever ways to upcycle and reuse them. I'm Green Diva Meg. Find more useful Green Diva podcasts, videos, and of course, lots of low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green at thegreendivas.com. If you garden in or around Chicago and you don't have a subscription to Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, I'm a little worried about you. That's because you're missing out on not only the garden magazine for our region, but one of the best gardening magazines in the country. Every issue features spectacular photos, as well as articles by noted horticultural authorities, nursery owners, state extension agents, master gardeners, and more. There are columns like Ask the Garden Pros, Regional Reports, and What to Do in the Garden. Of course, there's my column on the inside back page of every issue, but into each life a little rain must fall. Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, a publication of state-by-state gardening magazines. On newsstands everywhere, but go to chicagolandgardening.com and get a subscription. If you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South, try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to statebystategardening.com or call 888-265-3600, 
second, did you say? On the second, second Friday and, night. And it goes second to 11. But, you know, they, they say second to 11, but there's uh, additional showings. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them start in the middle of February. So uh, go to uh, oneearthfilmfest.org. Uh, check all that out. And we're going to be part of that. All right. We're talking to Kylie Baumley uh, about the monarch butterfly. Uh, Andy, keep hanging. We're going to get to you in just a sec. Uh all right, so we so we said that eighty uh, percent decline in because uh, human beings are really horrible people. <laughs> They're really a bad species, really just a nasty, nasty, nasty species. And uh, we keep destroying other species in a way that other species don't do. We are the only species that wipes out whole other species. Maybe there might be other species that do that. I've not heard of one. It's so that's something for me to get uh, my science about um <laughs> shut up wesley okay that's that's for me uh but um uh then there's the western population now those are the monarchs that migrate west of the rockies and they go to california to overwinter the population count for them is in and it's not good it's down to 200,000 monarchs and it was up to 1.2 million just a decade ago uh so that's not a good sign back to the eastern monarchs We're going to hear a count in the next couple of weeks, probably, about how many monarchs are down there. That's the official count. Mm -hmm. Uh, And last fall, we had a weird weather anomaly. If you remember, it stayed warm really late into the season. A lot of monarchs were spotted in November up north in places like New Jersey. When they should have been in Mexico. When they should have been in Mexico. They, you know, you're always going to have some stragglers, but we had a we had more than stragglers yeah. this year. Well, Whole the only the only ups, yeah. the only upside of that is some people say, "Hey, we might have gotten an extra generation of them. Maybe it was warm enough so that there was." I don't buy that. Uh, but we, well, except it, it, you know, it started out in the spring really weird too because the weather in the spring they had strong southerly winds and and people were seeing monarchs in. In my area in Ohio, like in April, which is way early, and the problem with that is, and and it was it was that way, you know, throughout the whole range, that monarchs were showing up way far north, before the milkweed was up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the problem was, you know, where are those females going to lay those eggs? Yeah, you know, if they don't have milkweed to lay them on, then there's no monarchs, you know, from right. those from those particular migrants, yeah. remigrants. But um, so we don't know yet. We don't know what effect that had on it. And we don't know yet what effect uh, what happened in the fall. Right. And, you know, so and, that's why we're kind of waiting with bated breath, you know, on this count. You know, what, I know. another week or two. Yeah, it's like the end of February or so. But what's interesting about the official count is just it, this is the count of the monarchs in Mexico. And then before they come north, sometimes they get hit by storms. Oh, or and, as and that's con- always been, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if it's if the numbers keep getting lower and lower. They can't withstand that. They can't yeah. withstand that. So right. we don't know what's going to happen. Here's the flip side of that. The counts in the summer have been relatively normal. They were up this last year. They were up this last year. People say, so now there's this scientific argument going on that which which is the real count? When you count them in Mexico, does that mean anything? Because what if they come north and they propagate like crazy? They're like teenagers and they're they're going nuts here in in North (laughs) America. But if you have a low count in Mexico, that is the basis for what happens Mm -hmm. The following summer, if if you get if the counts get really really low, you're starting out already with a low number, no matter what they do when they get up here. Yeah. So, th- yes, that's that's a really good point. But there there is this argument now that which is right. the real count. 
How, and there, and there's re- a lot of debate on that. I mean, there, you know, that has not really been a settled point. You know, some will say, yes, that's the way it is. And then others will say, no, that's not the way it is. But, uh, you know, that hasn't really it's that hasn't really been decided. Yeah. Yet. So we don't know. So meanwhile, people like you are writing books and saying, OK, here's how we help the monarchs. And basically the way you help the monarch is you plant milkweed. It's kind of. Like, it's more than that. Well, I know, but yeah. if you had one thing you were going to do, it's plant milkweed. Right, because without it, you're not going to have reproduction. Right. So. And what else would you suggest? Well, and then almost as important are the nectar plants and late-blooming uh, nectar plants. What you what you have in your garden blooming in September and October are super, super, super Oh, no, important. no, no, no. The garden's done then. You don't need no, anything. No, it's not. No, 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 no. it's not. No, I, know the way people, I know the way people operate. It's like, oh, wait a second. It's September. Um, I'm done. I'm shutting down my well, garden. Well, and that's why I'm saying you need to not be done <laughs> because, um, you know, when the monarchs are coming through in migration, that's when they start in Canada in the middle of August. And all the way through till, you know, the, the stragglers, we, and this year especially was, yeah, you know, so was, late. Oh my yeah, goodness. oh, my gosh. It was, you know, yeah. we were seeing them really, really late. But everything that blooms late in the season like that, whether it's annuals, um, you know, like zinnias that they mm-hmm. don't they bloom till frost mm-hmm. or cosmos things like that. The monarchs love them. Tithonia, uh, Mexican sunflower. What'd you call me? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they these are the things that they love and goldenrod. They yeah, love it. Yes, Asters. Asters. You know, you think about all of those things that are blooming in the fall. And, you know, these are the things that you want. And the other thing about planting is, you know, often when people get started in planting milkweeds in their garden, they ha- they section off. You know, <laughs> I'm going to put my milkweeds over here. Good luck with the, that. Well, right, that too, depending on the kind yeah. that you plant. But And I would suggest planting a variety. You know, we don't, I mean, yeah, they only eat milkweed, but you'll be surprised. Like from Although one you, summer you to- were the one who said that uh, the, the huge percentage of the monarchs but that... not all and we don't want to lose any okay right. so yeah. <laughs> but you know if you give a variety it's like you know it, it's surprising from summer to summer mm-hmm. the preference yeah like one summer they'll prefer swamp milkweed in my garden they'll lay most of them there and then the next summer it might be common milkweed mm-hmm. but i you know i have five different kinds of perennial milkweeds mm-hmm. and i've found eggs on all of them mm-hmm. so they you know they like i said it, it just changes their yeah. their preferences yeah. so, changes we they want like a buffet. And yeah, we like different yeah. foods. And so what's they what's kind trending? Of, and it could be the, you just never the know. temperature and the soil it, affecting. But where you plant it is, uh, is kind of important, too. We need to remember this in our own gardens as well as when we're planting in the community, when we're doing these monarch way stations. The more we can get uh, monarch way stations, the better, because what we want is connectivity. Mm-hmm. Monarchs only have uh, so much energy when they're flitting around and trying to find their food. If they have to go, uh, let's say there's a garden here and it has milkweed, and then they have to go two more miles before they find their next meal um, or, or, or where to lay, you know, their mm-hmm. eggs so they have a meal. Um, you know, that's hard. And, it, and, it's, and it's not just the milkweed either. I mean, the other plants, you know, when they're nectaring, the more they have to expend that energy, then, you know, it's going to make it tougher for them. Yeah. All right. So scatter it. So <laughs> and pick up the book, uh, The Monarch, Saving Our Most Loved Butterfly, St. Lynn's Press. And uh, and and make sure that you also get involved, join groups, uh, communicate with other people. That's the other thing mm-hmm. you talk about. It yes. become a citizen scientist. Yeah. Right. There are so many ways, and you don't think you have to do a big thing. 
every little thing is cumulative when when you add mm-hmm. to what everybody can do. And I do believe that this is something that everybody can do. I I have a feeling like with this as many other things is the more you know, the more you care. The more you care, the more you're wanting to you're willing to do something and to help this situation. And we could get into a whole uh, discussion, and I'm not going to start it about empathy. And um, I think the, the the key to a lot of our problems is uh, just a horrible lack of empathy. Agreed. And and, and people who say, "Yeah, I I heard uh, coming in. I, I heard uh, one of the Michael Collins who went around Apollo. He um, uh, was on Apollo 11 of the command module, and he went around the moon, and he came out the backside, and he saw the Earth, and he for the first time he said in his life he became aware of how fragile it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have not been around the moon, but I'm aware how fragile the Earth is. Right. You can mm-hmm. actually get that. You don't have to go in space to figure that out. I'm not uh, criticizing him. I'm saying we have to use our imaginations and figure out, yeah, you know what? I can figure out that the monarch is in trouble. I can figure out that our planet is in trouble. I can figure out that I should have respect for LGBT. It goes on and on. I don't have to have them. My, my sister doesn't have to be LGBT. I can have right. that empathy. We don't have empathy, and the loss of it is killing us. It is absolutely killing us. Isn't it enough to know a town in Alaska went into the ocean? I mean, isn't that enough to know that we're losing communities to the water? We've got to get to Andy. In the the book, you know, when I talk about the the bald eagle, look at that situation. Yeah. Humans did that. Right. And and we we figured it out. We figured it out. And then we reversed it. But it's so iconic. It's so big. All right. Let's take a quick phone call here. Let's get to Andy real quick. Andy, we're so so sorry we got it all wrapped up in ourselves here. What's going on? Morning. This is um, Handy Helen. Oh, Handy Helen. Oh, Handy Helen. Oh, my goodness. Hi, Helen. See, we thought it was Andy. She's from my neck of the woods. Where, Where exactly, Handy, are you from? I am just north of Fort Wayne in northeast Indiana. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure you've you've got a couple of comments to to make, uh, having heard us uh, go back and forth on on these issues. Uh, what is it that you wanted to bring to the conversation? Well, I think well, there's lots of awesome conversation going on this morning. That's for sure. Um, I think it's interesting to have. Um, the seed keepers there and Kylie there this morning. Um, and when you think about what the seed keepers are getting ready to kick off and going to the school and getting all the kids involved and then listening to Kylie um, about the importance of what we do and how we do it for the monarchs and then Mike talk about empathy, I think that connection could be kind of like smack you in the face. I think we we got to help get the kids aware of what we're doing and yeah talk well, about empathy uh, you know what how I, empathic kids are i think we we can help there okay i'll tell you what uh we're going to take a short break here when we come back we're going to finish the conversation with helen uh i'm sorry handy, handy helen. helen handy helen yes the mike novak show with peggy malecki be right back Celebrate local, sustainable, humane, and fair food at the 2018 Good Food Expo. Connect with local farmers and producers, learn from renowned local chefs, shop the Good Food Marketplace, and eat delicious food in the Good Food Court. Entry is free with online registration. Don't miss the Good Food Masterclass on Fermented Foods with author Michael Harlan Turkel. Good Food happens Saturday, March 24 at the UIC Forum in Chicago. The Mike Novak Show will be covering it live on Facebook. Visit goodfoodexpo.org. 
Let's face it, sometimes we overdo physical activity. That's when to give Dr. Bonnie Flaster a call. Dr. Flaster is a chiropractor who treats back and neck pain, but addresses foot, knee, shoulder, and wrist pain too, all with gentle, non-force adjustments. And she'll talk to you about your problems and work with you to devise the best treatment strategy. Find health tips at rivernorthwellness.com. Call Dr. Bonnie Flaster at 312-642-7545 and get back to feeling good. The Chicago Flower and Garden Show returns to Navy Pier this March with a new five-day schedule. This year's theme is Flower Tales. Every garden has a story to tell. And there are fabulous display gardens, chef demonstrations, potting parties, cut flower arranging classes, and, of course, kids' activities. Peggy and I will be broadcasting live on March 18th. The Chicago Flower and Garden Show runs for five days only, Wednesday, March 14th through Sunday, March 18th. Get your tickets at chicagoflower.com. You can now enjoy local food all season long at Winter Farmers Markets, hosted by many different Chicagoland houses of worship on select Saturdays and Sundays from now through April. Your purchase of local, sustainably produced food helps support regional farmers. The markets are organized by Faith in Place, a nonprofit which inspires people of diverse faiths to care for the earth through education, connection, and advocacy. For a market schedule and to learn more, go to faithinplace.org. This is your talk. One of the few true originals of our time. On 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. Yeah, we got a bunch of rebels here in the... Some of them are wearing gardening boots. Uh, oh, you've you got the gardening they boots got on? The boots. Oh, yeah. oh my Can goodness! The the gar- oh man, oh, I need a shot of this. We need. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got put it. Get it on the Facebook oh, uh, there. Hang, hang. Get those right, uh, boots up. Let's uh, see. I gotta get. Gotta get this. <laughs> boots up. Uh, if right. you're not listening to Facebook Live, you're gonna have to go look at the video. Uh, if you're not watching it. Uh, and we got Handy <laughs> Helen on the phone. You'll have to go back. I'm yeah. modern necklace. All right, Handy Helen. <laughs> Handy Helen's on the phone, and we're going to have to keep this short because we've got our meteorologist coming in in just a second, Handy. Uh, or Helen. I can't. <laughs> it's not Handy. It's Helen. Ms. Handy. Ms. Handy. Uh, your, your thing about empathy is so important in starting with kids. Uh, we have to do that. And part of our problem, I would say, Helen, is that what are we taking out of the schools? We're taking art. How do you foster empathy? Through art, and the minute right. the minute Theater, we start music, and, thir- all that oh. when you start taking that away, oh, makes me crazy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all uh, those things can, leaving. I know, Carrie. It just gets crazy, and I get crazy too. Is that this is how we get people to understand each other, and what are we doing? We're taking that out because we, you know, and, and 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 it's it's it makes me nuts too. It's it's it's, it's, it's we're we're hurting ourselves terribly. We're yeah, so. Uh, Handy, uh, give us. Uh, uh, I keep saying that, uh, Helen. <laughs> I don't know, oh, dear. Hel- Helen. <laughs> uh, tell us what you're up to in 30 seconds here. Oh, uh, sorting seeds, <laughs> getting ready for spring. Yay! Can't wait. Uh, and if folks want to get in touch with you, I know you're on Twitter. Uh, have you got? Uh, yep, and she's and on, on Facebook. Facebook. And you, they can do it under yep, Handy. Hand- find me, Handy Helen. Handy Helen. Uh, and I want to thank you so much for calling. It was so great to finally talk to you. And, uh, yes, you have to meet up with Kylie at some point, too, because you guys are like a stone's throw <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah, there, there, it's just I can't believe we haven't yet. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for calling. And, uh, thanks, have, guys, for everything. Have thank a great you, uh, Sunday. Thanks All right. for calling. Thanks. Bye. 
All right. Uh, in a second, we're going to get uh, on the phone. Uh, Pat Scatch, you had something you wanted to say. This is a great time to do it. Yeah. You know, Mike, I just want I really want to thank you for having me on here only because you have such a huge audience. And one of the most important things we can do uh, to further this whole monarch thing is just talk about it. Yeah. You know, I am still surprised that I encounter people that don't know there's a problem. Yeah, you know, I, know. I mean, seriously, and it's not just the monarchs; it's all pollinators. But mm-hmm. you know, the it, if mm-hmm. it's easy, if you you can glom onto the whole monarch thing, you're going to be helping pollinators in general, and it's not that hard. But if you can't do any of the physical things, you you everybody has a mouth, <laughs> so you know, just talk about it with your neighbor or or kids or anybody. So all right, all right. It's well, important. So thank you for giving that. My pleasure. Voice. I'm happy, happy to do that. If folks want to get in touch with you, uh, how do they do that? I'm really, really active on Facebook. I have a public profile, so uh, you know, just hit me up Kylie there. Ba- but you also Kylie have, Bromley. and I have a blog. It's called Our Little Acre, and it's at ourlittleacre.com. And you're going our, to O U R, and you're going yes. to uh, yeah, our. Uh, you're going to Mexico, aren't I you? I am going to Mexico in two weeks to see the Monarchs for my second time. Leading I went last tour. year, too. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, well, carry your bag. I tell you what, here's what you do. You will call us in in a, f- in, in a few weeks <laughs> and, and talk about your... Sure. Okay? Yeah, I'd be uh, glad Seed to. Keeper gals, give us your information so folks know about this. You can find us on Twitter at, at Seedkeeper Co., on Facebook, The Seedkeeper Company, and where on Instagram, Carol? And on Instagram, at Seedkeeper Co., and you're going to be at Chicago Flower and Garden Show? Yes. Well, first we'll be at the Wisconsin uh, at the uh, Wisconsin Garden Expo in uh, February 7th to the 9th and Arkansas Flower and Garden Show wow. after that. And then we'll be at the Chicago Flower and Garden Show, which is five days this year. So get in there. Yeah, exactly. We're, great things there. We're, we're letting people know it's, it's only five days. So get in there, in there. See the Seed Caper gals. And the reason I did that is because now we go to Pat Scatch. Let's bring in Pat. And I was afraid that I would run out of time and I wouldn't get the information out about your stuff. But we may still. Pat, are you there? Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm great. Pat is a uh, climate research contributor with the College of DuPage Meteorology Department. Uh, he's a, a, a friend of the show, has been with us many times, and fills in occasionally for meteorologist Rick DeMaio. So uh, interesting. We got we finally got snow, Pat. How cool is that? Yeah, finally for a while, Mike, and we're running in a deficit. I'll uh, get to that in a minute. Uh, the overnight totals were between a half and one inch of snow uh, this morning. That should be tapering off uh, relatively soon, but we've got a pretty good system that's coming up um, tomorrow evening. So um, we'll talk about that. What I did, Mike, is I looked at some uh, interesting stuff here. Hours of daylight. Today, compared to the shortest day of the year, which is the winter solstice on December 21st, we actually gained um, already one hour of daylight since December 21st. Um, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Ten hours and ten minutes uh, compared to nine hours and eight minutes uh, back then. So we're on our way and we're progressing, you know, with warmer weather. In fact, um, today's ten hours and ten minutes of daylight is equivalent to a November 4th, which had the same amount of uh, daylight. And I know today's not the best day to do it, but in (laughs) a few days past, if you've noticed that sunlight is getting kind of bright, uh, and it feels warmer than a month ago. Yeah. And a, another reason, Mike, is the sun angle. December 21st, we had a sun angle of 24.5 degrees. Today, the sun angle is up to 36 degrees, and in June 21st, it'll be at 71 degrees. So we are making progress again in that area. Oh, uh, yeah. 
You know, I noticed that the other day. It was mm-hmm. it's very interesting you should say this because I was sitting in the home and it was 5:30 and it was still light outside mm-hmm. and I thought, "Oh, this is this is amazing. This is really cool. This I like when this." when we really notice it. It's yeah. like, "Ah, light." So, uh Exactly. Yeah. And well, I looked at Chicago precip uh here rain and snow since December 1st, 2.13 inches. Normal is 4.08. So we're really running a deficit of 2 inches and Snow gets really uh, in the poor column. Since December 1st, 9.9. Normal is 19.7. Wow. That's nearly a 10-inch deficit. My goodness. And I think this is going to hit This is going to, uh, you can relate to this, Mike. <clears throat> Yesterday, I had a telephone conversation with my uh, farmer friend from uh, Kankakee and Livingston counties. Uh, he farms 5,000 acres of soybean and corn. And he's saying this moisture deficit is becoming very worrisome to farmers. <clears throat> Come planting time, the farmers like to build a reserve of soil moisture uh, in case of a drought, and uh, he calls it a subsoil moisture reserve. And they're not seeing that, and they're becoming very, very concerned that come planting time, they might have a problem. Yeah, you know, I, I noticed that too, Pat. Uh, it's been a very dry January. Well, as you say, we're down uh, snow, we're down uh, uh, rain, uh, moisture in total, and Folks, they lose track of that in the winter because it's cold. They're not paying attention, but I am. I'm looking at my parkway, for example, when I walk out the front door and the soil that turns to dust. And I think, ooh, that's not good. That's not really good right now. So those are interesting numbers, Pat. Okay, Mike, where do we get into a forecast here? Uh, Today it's going to be blustery. That snowfall should be tapering off uh, by about 2 p.m., uh, we've got 18 degrees out there right now, and the temperatures are going to be slowly falling the rest of the day uh, to around maybe uh, the uh, 15, 14 degrees by 5 p.m. A north-northwest wind gusting to about 35 miles per hour. Oh, Tonight, delightful. clear skies and cold, low of 4 degrees, even cooler in the outlying areas. And the rest of the week, highs in the mid-20s and overnight lows in the mid-teens. The more substantial snow system will be arriving uh, tomorrow afternoon, and we're going to have a true uh, Tuesday morning. And this could produce uh, four to five inch totals in some areas. Wow. So it does yeah. look like we're going to be uh, making a dent in that uh, snow deficit. That's good. That's uh, You know, I know folks are not happy with that, especially since it's a work week, but we do need the moisture. So that's actually good news. The th- the scary part, though, is you said 15 degrees and 35 mile an hour winds this afternoon. That cannot be really good. Uh, oh, well. Uh, Pat Sketch, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to talk to you again. I appreciate you filling in for Rick. You have a great Sunday, okay? My pleasure, Mike. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, take care. I want to thank our, our, our guests here in the studio, Kylie Baumley, Carol Neese, and Carrie Rosenthal. You guys know how the end of the show will go green or go home thing works. All right. Until next Sunday at 9 a.m., go green or go home. Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.